I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. What number is this? Number what 13. Num- 13. Well, we're live so now. Many. Hi, everyone. Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah, so straight, straight in. Welcome 13. to the Jones Fitness Podcast. Happy, happy 13th podcast, guys. Yeah. Unlucky for some. Yeah. Well, so, it might be unlucky for the listeners today with our guest. We have got a well. special guest. <laughs> oh, before, before we Alex, come on in, mate. Guest, we got Alex bring us some coffee. Coffees, coffees and, and tea. Coffee. That's it. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. One day, Alex, you'll be the, uh, the special guest. Very nice. Do, do you know what? The cafe's had a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> today or actually the whole the whole the day whole, the whole business <laughs> had a nightmare because we had a power cut and the, the weird thing was the lights were all on and certain things were working but um the coffee machine didn't work and yeah, it's just a bit yeah odd. basically the middle island the middle square of the cafe the hub of where all the important stuff happens wasn't working and then the second floor wasn't working and then the office upstairs had nothing but then the the studio lights were all on and the music yeah, was, yeah. Fine. The the screens, was fine yeah. but the screens weren't working in the studio that was the other thing no, the screens right. weren't working but everything was so oh yeah what a day and then we've got I had a shower leak I've managed to electrocute myself trying to sort it out but yeah. shout out to Bill Sells for talking me through how to, how to fix it thanks mate, oh, mate. proper handy man crazy man. oh what it's a day crazy what, and now we're here so we've, yeah we've been on the phone to National Grid and yeah uh, uh, power well we're all back we're all back aren't we we're yeah, so back, yeah, we're back yeah, live and yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So guys, come down and grab your coffees, get your teas. We're good working. <laughs> yeah. You can shower in the new studio, <laughs> yeah. showers and toilets. That's fine. Don't yeah. panic. Still come and train hard. And you won't get electrocuted. And you won't get electrocuted because no. I'll put the front of it back on and I'm never touching the behind the box again. So just um, just quickly, because you, you can probably hear another voice, and that is our trainer, Mr. Jack Hutchinson. Say hello, everyone. How are we doing? It's night. This is weird, like. It's, weird it is Jack, who are you talking to right now? I oh, know. It's not it like it's weird, like I don't it? know you. Yeah, I feel like I'm in an interview. <laughs> yeah, well, you are. You are. <laughs> yeah, gonna, you like, are going like to be an interview. interview. Don't worry. We're, yeah. we're not going to make you feel uncomfortable. Just, no. But um, yeah. So usually the format is just talk a bit of BS for a few minutes, see what's going on, and we'll then we'll we can, we can do that. We yeah, can do that, you sure. can do that. What's what's going on then, guys? What's apart from all the drama of this morning? Yeah. I don't know really, not, not, not too much. I've just been cracking on after Christmas, yeah. getting back into Everyone's it. Everyone's getting back into it. First normal week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah first, first normal yeah. week, and yeah, I think it's. They've been wicked. Just yeah, glad to be back. Uh, yeah. A lot of new faces. A lot of new faces, yeah. I yeah. think um, I think everyone misses sort of uh, structure to their week. The and routine. The routine, and over Christmas, like we said before. You don't know what day it is half the time. Mm, it's just totally. so confusing. Mm. Um, I don't take days off. I try not to. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. easily confused. Yeah, seven days a week. Um, yeah. I'm quite looking forward. I've got back into my training now, and um, my just DOMS is absolutely out of control. Really? Bad. Upper body DOMS is so bad. Hurt my back, deadlifting just hurt my back so that's been recovering for the last few days I know a good physio yeah I've been <laughs> yeah. doing I've been doing some, some some stuff mate I've been doing some stretches and some rolling stuff and yeah all where sorts do of you things. think the worst doms you've ever had like what body part lower, lower body definitely yeah like glutes and glutes so and delayed legs. onset of muscle soreness for yeah. those who don't know yeah. what doms basically aches and pains aches and pains yeah. yeah. or aches more, not, more, not necessarily pain is it like, no. like just pain aches from pain. training aches rather than like pain of injury yeah I was, well, saying, well, I was saying to Kate the other day. I was saying to Kate the other day that that, that doms like today I've got like oh, oh, really bad chest doms because I did chest yesterday or did like upper body push, and um, 
but it feels like good. I, I oh, yeah, psychologically, like I yeah. like the feeling of it, yeah. and also because it's when I do like you know do that movement of my arms like going out to the. It's not like I would it all the time. Whereas I think when you have lowered the body doms, everything you do functionally. If you hurt yeah, sitting down, yeah, standing up, yeah. sitting every, on the toilet, like, to the toilet everything's the just painful. So yeah. it's like it it feels a lot more debilitating than like full body doms. I don't yeah, know why. And a, also because like a lot of the training I do is fairly aesthetic in nature. It's like I don't really care how my legs look really. So it yeah. feels like I'm getting the pain from not that much gain. Whereas yeah. upper body doms, you feel like oh yeah, I'm, I'm making some. Bro- yeah, yeah, yeah. The Even worst doms I've ever had was um, when I worked at a previous gym. They had a calf machine. And oh my god, I remember like smashing that out and for like I think feeling great at the time. And for a week, I think, oh, and just like to touch the calf muscle, it was agony, absolute agony, just to touch it. Oh man, I was like on ibuprofen and different yeah, rubs sure. and uh, yeah. But. It's interesting because because uh, DOMS doesn't actually indicate progress. No, no and I think it, that's, no. that's really things. interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say to Jack, do you do you actually get? I many don't. DOMS I or? don't think I ache as in muscular. I think my joints ache probably more. So yeah. like today, my hips not a hundred percent. My knees might ache a little bit, but as far as my muscular. my muscles I mean, it, actually hurt. I guess it's much. fair to say you yeah. you're more likely to get DOMS with. Increased repetitions. Yeah, and I don't well, do many it's eccentric loading. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. so of Jack's Jack sport. Yeah. How Jack? How often do you actually lower the bar down? And I time under tension, right? Yeah, yeah. there's not yeah. much. There is Hardly ever. It's literally yeah. overhead drop it. Overhead drop yeah, it. Just ones, yeah, ones. Yeah, ones. Yeah, ones. One reps and. So there. well, we've gone straight into like. So, do you want to sort of say what you do, Jack? So basically, you Olympic lifter. Yes, yeah, so I'm uh, national at uh, national level in Olympic weightlifting. Um, been competing in the sport probably just over two years um self-taught but then obviously with some help for a few people a few courses yeah and you've got a coach now as well yeah i've got coach uh duncan whittaker from, shout out to uh, yeah well dsw fitness um who sends me just stuff to do weekly so it's nice because it takes my thinking out of it yeah, yeah i can just turn up to the gym and do that's, what's written down that's one we thing we've all said there. before that having a program helps so much and yeah and I think I never never used to I think when I first started training I was random workouts here and there and then yeah and then started to progress I remember I used to have like a calendar um, of like a month and I'd write what what I'd train for the whole month on that day and try to stick to it. Was this before this, you got into Yeah, this, was, this was probably before I was working here. This was. Oh, wow. Like so let's let's really do that. Let's ago. go back. So, go mm-hmm. back to like when did you yeah. first start training at all? Uh, I, th- I first started training with a friend in his garage throughout the summer. I must have been probably about nearly 18, I think. And then. Did you do sports before that? Yes, yeah, so I've always been quite. I used to do a lot of roller skating. Unbelievable! Like we need. To we talked about it. We had I, I, I used to do the same thing. Little stuff. That's how I brought. How yeah. I fractured no, my arm no, was on the handrail. I would yeah. never have said you were a, yeah. and a skater. Yeah. No, no. no. So literally, like that, I was like sponsored. I was properly into it. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got sponsored. So basically, basically, when I was. I was playing hockey and skating. I was skating from the age of probably 13 through to 16 pretty much every day. Every day. So I did half pipes and skate parks. And I, so like I grew up down a skate park. I so love yeah, it. I mean, I've seen videos mad. of Jack doing black backflips and, yeah, yeah. and like all, all sorts. sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's annoying. It really annoys me because in the days when I used to do it, we didn't have, there was no such thing as video phones and stuff. Yeah. So you couldn't capture any of the stuff. 
remember yeah. one of my friend's um, brothers was an editor and we went down to PlayStation in London and he basically yeah. came down and uh, did some like proper like old school Filming. big video camera filming it was Wait, so is good PlayStation the one that's underneath the yeah, underneath yeah Lab- I went there for my birthday once it was amazing um, that's run by Nike now no, is it's it? not. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get back into skateboarding. You've heard <laughs> it here yeah, first. No. Anyway, so so yeah. you so you used to do that. Yeah, I used to do that, and then I was I was working. I think I left school when I was 16, and just went straight into work uh, for a metal fencing company. Within that, obviously, you build natural strength of Massive some kind. Yeah, I've that. always been like a small frame anyway. Um, went to Body Power. Actually, I heard I see Body Power on on Instagram, and thought it would be good to go watch. So I remember going with my mum. So you went, did you go there before you worked with us? Yeah, I went to Body Power no before there, and that's what got me into it. Because I think I see it on like the Wednesday, and then on Saturday we went. And so when you were d- when you were working, were you then training in the gym? Or no, I was I was literally just skating, and then I had I knew a mate who was into it, so I started. I said I messaged him. I was like, "Can I come train with you?" And we trained in his garage for like half a year, I think. And then I remember, so it was a Thursday night. I was gonna come and train at Aiden's. Um, and I remember it so well because I was nervous I didn't even know there was a downstairs bit hey. I went upstairs um, did my, my day pass in the evening I think I turned up Thursday night Friday morning Friday night and then that was that really and I just never left so what were you doing in the garage what sort of training oh, we were just doing like your typical bodybuilding oh, style of splits, training we do, yeah I think Speaking of like doms, I was probably like doing some deadlifts for the first time, not really knowing why you're doing it, but it's yeah. that was probably it's the dumb thing. Yeah, yeah, you just you just do deadlifts apparently. So yeah. that fair was, play though, because not many. No, I remember when I started, we started in Magic's bedroom. He had like a little bench, and we literally just used to go around there and bench press three times a week. <laughs> yeah. That's how it starts. So the fact that you started yeah. deadlifting yeah. is clear that your path was going to be different to everybody yeah. else's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously there's the cliche of like, no one trains legs anyway. Mm-hmm. So that was the one thing that we always made sure we did. Was and that? then, yeah, I always like training legs. Didn't like the hurt feeling, like aching after, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, it was nice to be doing that. So when you when you came to Aidens, did you come here? Why did you decide to come to the gym rather than staying in the garage? Because it got to, summer was good. It was nice and hot. <laughs> winter cold. And winter was very <laughs> like, so cold. Um, I just don't like the cold. Um, and then I think, yeah, training, signing, getting my membership sorted. And then that was when I sort of got a bit obsessed with training yeah. and started to just enjoy it more and see, see the progress, I guess. And I love trying to, trying to lift heavy. I think that's what got me into weightlifting as well. I love mm-hmm. trying to go that little bit heavier each time and then, yeah, just stuck with it. And then it got to a point I was training legs twice a week. I really wanted to build my chest up, so I trained chest twice a week also, and then just keep going from that. Do you know what? Though? Um, it makes sense. That, like that, if you want to build, if you want to build your chest, whatever it is, yeah. train it more yeah. than once a week. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people make mistakes with, isn't it? When they're younger, yeah. you look at these bodybuilding splits, these people, and you think, well, they that's build those muscles, they must be right. That's really good point. And actually, yeah. if I said to Jack, like for instance, like Jack, if you're, if I said to you. I give you a thousand pounds if you can deadlift two hundred kilos. You're gonna deadlift more than once a week, isn't you? Yeah, it's that, yeah it's you're that gonna kind of thing. you're gonna want to improve on it, and obviously then you start to see change yeah. throughout the year, and that's and I just kept going with that. that how how long were you training here, like just on your own before you started 
sort of getting uh, into the so when did you do your PT like when did you get into the kind of the so more, I did like my PT course while I was at my old work so right. my original plan was just do it like on the side um, on a weekend or something yeah just you know because I, I never knew what I wanted to do when I was at work anyway so obviously training was like this could potentially lead to something did my course and that was when I, I actually came to boot camp I remember coming to join in at boot camp and that absolutely ripped me off for the weekend. <laughs> my mum was there as well. Yeah, because your mum, like, your mum was with us at boot camp before yeah, you joined yeah, Jones, was, wasn't she? Yeah. Because I couldn't believe it when she said, "Oh yeah, I'm Jack's mum." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it was this suddenly. Yeah, she was crazy. She loves it. And yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember going to boot camp really well, and it was I was I was ripped off for the weekend. That was me done. Um, and obviously spoke with Aiden about potentially joining and and things like that finished my course and then I remember you were like 50-50 about yeah it, very you? like very hesitant just because yeah. it's I think it's just a completely different it's, yeah it's just different isn't it like mm. I was working 8 till 5 yeah Monday to Friday yeah standard easy do you know what I mean it's easy hours to do there so yeah it was it was nice to I'm glad I did it. Obviously, like, I've been <laughs> here for four years now. Yeah. So like. So um, it's interesting. I, like, what? Sorry, interrupt, maybe. No. It's interesting, kind of, because there's probably people out there, or that, um, there might be people out there listening, but I'm sure there are people out there that are like making that transition between a full-time job and then yeah. doing PT and like, what? So what in your head then? What were the like? What was you weighing up at that time, or what made you? Jump over and think, yeah, I'm going to go for it, kind of thing. I think I watched a lot of motivation videos, actually, and that's probably what triggered it. Because, Eric Thomas. Yeah, here's one he's of them. He's a legend. There's, e. there's another guy who used to hip hop preacher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. Yeah. But and it was all about doing stuff that I was, I was, I'm young, I'm still young, yeah. but just taking the opportunity. Do you know what I mean, I used to watch a lot of videos to help with my training because I like training on my own as well. So that's something which I quite enjoy. So then. Yeah, I'd watch some motivation videos and it was all about just pushing yourself and doing stuff which makes you nervous, which makes you uncomfortable. And it, it, you just push yourself more, I think. And you that's, grow from that. Yeah, you know what, I, I remember at being at boot camp with you and you know, you, I think you'd finished your course by this point and yeah. you're obviously very keen on joining us and I just said, look, let us know what you're going to do, like give me an answer. And, yeah. um, and that night, I think you texted yeah. me and you were like, I think yeah, that was I'm a in. Thursday night. It was a Thursday night. I signed with a Thursday night. And I <laughs> I remember saying, yeah, I'm in, let's go. And you screaming down the phone at me, like, <laughs> so loud. And then I drove I drove here just to come and see I just missed you. Uh, no and right. then literally two weeks after that, I was You were in. I was here. The f I, I remember my first official day. Oh, uh, do you know what? Oh, we, we've just, yeah. we literally just, just said about it before before you came up. Yeah. painting the wall oh one. no oh, oh, sorry yeah, oh the one. day yeah oh so, yeah doing, doing a couple audience. of stories yeah. oh, this, oh, this, like, yeah, this is probably the better one so but. Jack's <laughs> old job was pretty much painting yeah steel. so I used to be like spraying like metal like steel like gates fences in charge of like the painting and for that and then my first official shift I think you had me painting I've trained and painting for painting painting the wall downstairs <laughs> no I was um, going to um, I was going to talk about um, so we we set Jack up with a new client and um it was a Saturday morning, I remember. Yeah. Seven seven o'clock seven o'clock start seven o'clock PT start. Yeah, yeah. and I, rem I remember I was at the gym, I don't know if I'd just trained someone, but I was going off to boot camp, um and this lady turned up and 
I was like, where's Jack? Like, first PT session. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't here. And I was like, my God. Yeah. I was like, really that angry because was... it was a new cut. It was someone we didn't know. And yeah, um, it was obviously, one those... we want to give a great first impression. One of those heart attack moments. I remember it. I remember it so well. Like, got out of bed, looked over, and it's bang on the time I should be there. It's seven o'clock. Oh, killer. And that, that sinking feeling, like, I've never got ready so fast. I think I had your old t shirt, Nick, with the Jones written on the back. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And oh god, it was. Do you know what the amazing the thing was? And this is a big shout out. Um, shout out to Suzanne. Yeah, and she's still, amazing. Still, yeah, we're still going strong. Yeah, they still train together yeah. now. After Every, how many years? Four years. Yeah. Now. she Every took Saturday. it so well. She was amazing. Considering it was like she was incredible. Yeah, it was the first time. And she, didn't she buy you like a clock? She bought, she bought me an alarm clock. Yeah. Was that the Spider Man alarm clock? Yeah, it was <laughs> the yeah. Second, next week. The second <laughs> week in. Yeah, she's she such a nice lady. So we were, yeah. we were very lucky there. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, set me up good. And the, the other yeah. thing that I always love, love to mention when I speak about Jack is like, Nick wasn't keen when we started. Obviously that probably... I didn't, I that, didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably that, um, that probably didn't help. Yeah, actually, I, honestly, I wasn't sure, like, in terms of, like, what we were trying to do at Jones's. Mm. And I am so happy to be eating that humble pie. Yeah, it makes me it's happy so now. tasty now, <laughs> literally. Of, we would we wouldn't do what we do today without without Jack. No, so, definitely. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness it was only one missed yeah. <laughs> only one missed session. I think um I think you've probably taken advice on really well, like Yeah. It, so one thing that I, I remember saying s- straight off the bat to you was go out and speak to people and offer them free advice and book in free sessions. Yeah, I enjoy doing that as well like and that's something that's obviously stuck with me I try to yeah. listen to to everyone that you guys say like what you tell me and then yeah because it, it, it works like your advice works so I mean Jack is for those of you who don't know he's like a personal training machine like what's the most you've done in one day uh, I've done eight in a row straight without <laughs> eight a break. in a row without <laughs> a break um, yeah that was I slept so good that afternoon <laughs> <laughs> I actually you've trained done, before that you've done that like as 13 PT sessions in a day in a day yeah but around that I think but I've done eight without a break that is madness so I I know lots of you listening will probably think it's really easy just telling people what to do but it is quite draining to yeah and like I think people come to us for not just training but motivation they want to feel amazing and the more energy you bring one the session goes like twice as fast yeah and it's like it's enjoyable for me also you yeah know, yeah exactly and and they leave feeling okay they might ache or whatnot but, yeah, but they feel if like they leave feeling good and yeah, yeah and like motivate to continue not just like with personal training but with training yeah i think that's so important as well and like i i get excited about like getting people fired up to train because I, I just think it's so important yeah i think one of the um, things that jack really gets is a lot of people see like their personal training session as the highlight of their week and it's very different when you're standing there and it's your eighth session of the day, 30th session of the week, or whatever it is. Yeah. And Jack, you're amazing. <coughs> still, it on. still bringing yeah. that heat, that energy, that fire, that it's your favorite hour of the week with that person as yeah. well. And that, that complements each other so well. And that's, you know, that's, oh, that's first, five. first one ever. That is a pound. Do you know what though? Is. That, Go on. That um, is that actually going to make sure my phone. The reason that's yeah, happening yeah, is my phone is on silent, but it it connects. Uh, it, it connects matter. to my laptop, and my we're yeah, recording the podcast right. on my laptop, so we'll, we'll let you off. it fine. connects to my laptop. Therefore, rings. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna 
That's a, yeah, what, are you going to put 50p in rather than a pound? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'll get, get, get off. <laughs> I'll just get off. Um, yeah, yeah anyway. which is amazing. That's what, uh, you know, you're, that's why you're such an asset to, to the company and obviously all the people that you train, you're a massive, massive asset to all of those as well. Yeah, it's good. I really enjoy it. Like, no day from, like, don't get me wrong, six o'clock, I'm waking up at half four, quarter to five thinking, this is crazy, like, what am I doing? Yeah. But I've never been, oh, I've got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not a, doesn't seem like a chore or an effort to be which yeah, I yeah. think is amazing at my old job it was 8 o'clock in the morning and I didn't want to be there you know whereas I love it here man like it's, yeah. it's fun and yeah that's that that is the thing about the fitness industry like it is hard work it's long hours and so many people try and get into it and think that it's you know they can make a 9 to 5 job out of it and yeah. do <laughs> do personal training sessions back to back and get paid you know X amount of money but it's a it's a hard graft and Jack, what was our favourite day of the last four years? Uh, what was it? That Wednesday. Oh my so god! So me and Jack, that yeah. Was... So there was one day. So it was the day that I did my first ever day of eight PT sessions in a row as well. Yeah. Jack had been at work. We and Jack were both in at six. I I worked with eight clients. Jack had, had loads of clients. We then we were opening the studio at the same time, and it was then yeah. we worked all afternoon for the company. Both yeah. went to boot camp that night. Yeah. Jack then went off to play pool for the pool team that me and him used to play no, for. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the studio putting the ceiling up. Jack then came back, and we worked yeah. all through the night. I think I got home about half three. Yeah. Thursday morning. Uh, that was when the, um, the, the studio the ceiling went then, up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we were back in six back o'clock in the next six, day, weren't we? And we did six to eleven, like all yeah. day. All night <laughs> it and was real. And how yeah. fresh does the ceiling look now? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's definitely not glamorous hours, is it? That's no, that's not. Not, like that is. There's no substitute for hard work. There just, there just isn't. No. I don't think it ever will be either. No, like, whatever, no, whatever, no whatever you, and whether that's weight loss or your business or your marriage or your garden, you know, if yeah. you want it to thrive, you've got to work on it. It's mm. just effort and energy. I think they're the two biggest things. Yeah, you know, mm. and that's what. That's what brings. That's what brings it. You know. Yeah. Um, so when did you get into Olympic weightlifting? So I actually. So you start because obviously you're working here. Yeah, you're so training here. So that was probably the best thing. Obviously, I didn't need to pay a gym membership because I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was working here. So that's so. why you came. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So. Thanks, man. No, but um, I think I, I was training and I was doing like. So this stage you were working here. As so well. I was working here as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm training as normal. I'm still doing. Like like you said with the body yeah. splits and yeah. like doing yeah it's like bodybuilding style training yeah isn't it? um and then uh, I think CrossFit was becoming a big thing like yeah. it was starting to become more popular it's like more mainstream so the more it? videos yeah. that I started to see was more of this and obviously the image of yeah like a professional CrossFit athlete they look they look really good they're really strong they can move well so I started to Damn. almost copy some of the stuff that they were doing you know even bought some Reebok trainers. Yeah, you know, um, you that went well. Didn't you? Yeah, literally had some bright orange shorts, and yeah, we don't talk about it. But um, <laughs> and then I started to like more of the weightlifting side of CrossFit, because CrossFit combines obviously weightlifting, gymnastics, mobility, uh, like cardio. Training. Yeah, cardio and some endurance event like um, activities as well. You know, like rowing and. So you're doing CrossFit workouts. I was like, sort of, I was doing some, so I come in and I'd, you know, I might do some, some Olympic weightlifting movements and then attempt to do like a little conditioning piece at the end, but it was, there was no structure to it. And that's probably what made me not do it as much because I didn't, 
I didn't have a structure to it. Um, so then I just started liking the Olympic stuff. So I remember trying to learn how to overhead squat with a bar. I remember standing on standing on some plates because my range of motion wasn't great, you know. And I think I've still got all the old photos of stuff like that as well, which they can stay hidden. But <laughs> or the first time trying to trying to snatch a barbell properly, and all that. I just because I wasn't obviously I was always in the gym, so I had a chance to practice stuff and. I think that's where it's learning a new skill. So obviously, great Olympic weightlifting is a new sport. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just spend as much time doing it. Like my whole training became just practicing Olympic weightlifting and and learning about it. <coughs> um, obviously, I'm always, I'm quite a little guy anyway. So to be lifting big weights makes me feel good as well. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I got into training was to feel better about mm-hmm. myself yeah. and um, the fact that I can do that now. I say safely in the sport is is wicked so I think that's why it fits fits with me quite well I mean your your progression was massive quite, quite steep yeah, yeah, yeah it was crazy fast, and, and is, is that your drive as a person to want to succeed in something or I think I'm really competitive as yeah. well so like training with people is okay but training on my own has never been an issue does that make sense I can push myself quite hard just as an individual mm-hmm. to keep going um, whether there's people in the gym or if it, there's no music on or yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. it's the same um, I've always had to compete in a sport as well like I've never even when I was skating I think I did competitions you know I used to play badminton always had like, I had to compete in something just because I, I find it fun I hate losing um, I think I get it from Nick <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. Up the I think one of the most yeah amazing things with. as well that um <coughs> <laughs> do you want to bring it up yeah, yeah we'll finish it. we've got it because you didn't like me at the start so. yeah. <laughs> basically there was an arcade um it was at the yeah. arcades wasn't yeah. it yeah, it was yeah a basketball thing. arcade games yeah it was and one of our star fountains and um i just got a higher score than nick and, <laughs> and, and, and that was it that was it yeah i didn't speak for three months yeah, i literally think I, I had to remove myself from the situation i went and sat in the men's toilet yeah, for about had, 25 minutes had a, had a word with yourself had a bloody good chat was, with myself did you have your jordans on as well yeah of course no. i did yeah it was, it was a big that's deal brilliant, mate. yeah <laughs> the fact that we still talk about it i think it's a yeah problem, well we yeah, yeah. bring well, it up occasionally <laughs> the other thing that you haven't mentioned yet is if you've actually got a heart condition as well yeah so i had um open heart did surgery. you know this chris yeah. Yeah, you did, yeah yeah so i had open heart surgery when i was two and a half i had um aortic stenosis so it means the main aorta valve was like too big and it needed to be made smaller they tried one way to correct it and it didn't work so that's when I had open heart surgery so my um, my aorta valve shoots a burst of blood a lot sharper so uh, like a bullet out of a gun as opposed to a big <coughs> like pulse of blood like a normal heart would does that make sense so yeah. I, I receive it like a lot sharper and faster so when my heart rate is up real high so like it's not it's fine but can get a little bit uncomfortable I don't do anything where I lay on my chest just because it just gets uncomfortable. Obviously, I've been, I was always active, so like, I have yearly checkups um, for my heart. So my that's, doctors. Is that Patworth? Yes, yeah, at Patworth now it was. Yeah. yeah, it was Adam Brooks, and they moved to Patworth, yeah. but that's on that's on Adam Brooks now. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. They're doing good down there. But um, yeah, so I have yearly checkups, and obviously when I started getting into training, obviously a year of consistent training, your body's going to change. So then that was when they said, oh, like 
I'm, I'm, I'm looking okay, like everything's fine, nothing's changed in my heart. <clears throat> so I am healthy and everything's working how it should, but obviously then getting into the sport of weightlifting, you are required to lift a lot more weight, obviously, and obviously I'm competing in it now, so I'm really pushing myself for that. So going to the doctors and you say you're going to weightlifting, I remember they, they, they said, um, oh, so how much weight do you lift? That's quite an out there question because it doesn't like, did he say how much? How much um, do you bench, bro? No, 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 he didn't. God, that would have been. I'm glad he didn't. But it was. If I said like Chris, how much? How much do you lift? Like you can't answer take, that take because it depends, yeah. depends on what movement is. So he was talking like like an overhead movement, or more of a pressing movement. So in weightlifting, there is actually no pressing involved. It's more of like a jerk movement. So mm-hmm. you, there's no tension. Does that make sense? So. The bar comes off my shoulders over my head in one movement and I just catch it. So I don't actually press it. So you kinda of drop down underneath it. Yeah, you? and you just mm-hmm. you just catch the weight. Obviously you've got to support it, but mm-hmm. it's not for periods and periods of time. Mm-hmm. So I told him I could press about seventy kilo or jerk seventy kilo and um that at this point I'd clean and jerked hundred kilos. Um <laughs> so my mum's sitting opposite me just looking at me like Jack. Like tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I said, and then he said, "Oh, we don't recommend pressing more than having like thirty-five kilos above your head." Wow. So at this point, I'm like, did, did, "Did you think he had some sort of knowledge on exercise?" I don't think so. Obviously, like, do listen to doctors. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a certain extent, like, I wouldn't do it if it made me feel. Worse. Was this a GP you know, or the heart specialist? A heart specialist. So I think even to me, even even those specialists, I don't think many of those people would would have the required knowledge to know no. in that field. Like I think, like you, this, you, those specialists are very specialised in what they know, but not many of those people. Like if you got someone who Olympic weightlifted and was a cardiac specialist, they would probably be in the know and they would yeah, know yeah, the yeah. because they would know both of their fields really well yeah. but most of those guys yeah. I'd say 99 or you uh, know very few cardiac specialists are doing Olympic weightlifting I w- I would as a sport with um, the uprise of like CrossFit and that there's, there's, <coughs> there probably are a few more um, specialists out there that have a bit more knowledge on it but um, and also the other thing is it's very difficult to because there is no one rule that fits all with these no, sorts of things. No. Like, how do you, you know, no. for one person, 35 kilos might be light. For another person, oh, 35 kilos. That's 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 that is a pound. That is a pound. For, you know, another person, 35 kilos might be really heavy. So it's, it's obviously going to be relative to your intensity as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think it comes down to like, how I feel at the end of it. Like, I wouldn't still be doing it if it made me feel no. worse. Yeah. You know, and my strength has gone up and I'm probably lifting more now than I have ever been. And there's no way for them really to monitor and say your heart's healthier because of it or... No, no and that's... Yeah, that's that's my argument against it. Like, there's no... There's no, as we said earlier about time under tension, there's n- there isn't any in weightlifting. There's a little bit when you catch the bar and maybe at the end, but it takes probably about two or three seconds to do a movement. Mm you know what I mean and it's fast it's explosive and, it's, and then it's done so you're, you're not spending long periods of time with a max heart rate no high so whereas if I so if I was going to bench press yeah like you do bench press a lot slower where the weight sits is more over you anyway yeah. so I'm not too worried about bench press 
so I'm glad you didn't ask me about that. Um, <laughs> Why? How much you it's, 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 not, it's not much. So this is this is an interesting thing for a lot of people. So, um, so how I much do you weigh? I'm about seventy kilos at the minute. Seventy kilos, and which what, is, what, what do you compete at? So I compete at sixty-seven kilo. So weighing is three hours before you start the competition. Three hours before you start. Yeah, okay, so, so that's different to in fighting sports where it's typically a day before. Yeah, so I think I sit at seventy kilos as like a natural, a natural weight. It's like set point. Yeah, it's not hard for me to be here. Um, and you know I can get here quite easily. So the the cut down for me isn't too bad. Like it's three kilos, but because I've been doing it for a little while, I understand how my body reacts to certain foods and and whatnot. The I amounts think. of foods as well. Yeah, and. Uh, and I, I know I know me, you know, mm-hmm. so it's I can gauge that quite well. So the three kilo cut isn't too bad as long as you time it right, because obviously I need to keep strength, energy, or anybody that wants to lose weight needs to keep strength, energy, yeah, and obviously still keep a high performance. Mm. So because the category above is seventy three kilos, so and for you to get seventy three kilos, I would imagine is a bit more of a challenge. Yeah, so you think I'm three kilos over what I compete at? Yeah. So guys that compete at seventy three are going to be sitting at seventy six. Are going to be yeah. seventy six. So if I was to go up a category, it'd be I need to gain six kilos to train. Yeah. And then obviously the national qualification totals for competitions are a lot higher. Yeah. So therefore you need to lift even more weight, and so on and so mm. on. So. It's not a case of the heavier you are, the more you can lift. Not like to a certain man. extent. Yeah, it's a little like, bit like I know, you, man, but I know mass moves mass, but if your training's not st- as structured mm-hmm. as it should be, then like you're okay. not going to be. <clears throat> so, you, how, how does how's the competition work? So, what is what what is your sport in a nutshell? So, my sport, Olympic weightlifting, is two movements. Yeah. Where's three movements? There's the snatch, the clean, and the jerk and then the clean jerk go together. So you get three goes at a snatch, and then yeah. everybody will do that. Uh, that's in your group. You need at least one of each to make a total. So you get three goes at a snatch, and then three goes at a clean and jerk. The heaviest successful lift of each, you add it together, and that's your total. So if I've um, done a clean and jerk, and I've done three goes at it, and I've nailed it each time, yeah. But I drop my snatch three times. You I'm won't. Out. You won't be able to do clean jerk. So everyone does snatches first, right? Before progress. So then everyone moves over to clean jerk. So you need at least one snatch to be able to clean jerk. Um, it's the worst feeling missing three snatches. Yeah, that must be it savage. Is. Like, yeah. Have you done it in competition? I've done it like four times. I think. Oh, no. Yeah. So I've. I'm. At, I think my. Yeah. So I think. I tried to qualify for the British Championships a couple of years ago, and I did first start. First So I'd I'd done two competitions on my own before I met my coach and did my coaching courses as well, and then our aim I needed a two hundred kilo total, so that's an eighty for me at the time was an eighty five kilo snatch, and a one fifteen clean and jerk. That would have been, they, that was the aim. Mm. So. We went. I remember it was in Crystal Palace, and I think I went up on the Thursday night for a competition that was on Saturday, just so I could chill out for the day, and mm. you know. So, got there. It was at the National National Sports Centre, I think, Crystal Palace. So it's quite quite a nice place. But the hall we was in, it was like a workman's club, with just like a weightlifting platform. It was really strange. Um, and then there was a warm up room out back. I'd never snatched eighty five, and I've never clean and jerked one fifteen. 
and my coach was like, we're going to start your first lift on each. is going to be 85 and 115. So I'm like... What had you done? I think I'd done 82 and 110 at this point. I'd never done so 85. That is quite yeah. a big jump. Like <laughs> It doesn't sound it, but that is... Yeah, it's, like, it? it's like running a second faster in 100 yeah. metres. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not a lot, but on top of your maximum, yeah, yeah. It, it is a lot. Yeah, um, bucket loads. So I was, I was like, okay. So I come out at 85 and I get it first try. And then of looking back on it now, should have gone to 87, but we didn't take the other two goes. We left it at that. Moved on to clean and jerks. Again, I don't, I think I'd, I'd cleaned it, so I'd got it up to my shoulders before, and just never put it over my head. First come, come out first go, do the full movement, full clean and jerk, and it got disallowed uh, because my elbows, like they straightened, bent, and then straightened again. Right. So that's called a press out. So you've got to lock your arms out and keep it there. So that happened. I was like, okay, well, I've cleaned it. Now, in weightlifting, if all the other people, the bar only moves up in weight. So if other people are doing more than me, then I have two minutes before I go again. So the only way I'd get longer break was to move the weight up. Does that make sense? Yeah, or there'd be more people trying to lift 115. Yeah, that's right, right, yeah. So typically everyone everyone had gone up. So I was like, I'll come out again. So I think I had a minute 30 rest. And now weightlifting, that's not a lot of time. But especially when you're at maximum. So again, cleaned it, jerked it, got disallowed. This one was a lot more... Dubious. Yeah, and I was a bit angry at this one now because it was there. But judges didn't think so. And there's three judges, so you need a two to one decision to get the lift. And then, yeah, third go, just missed the jerk. So again, I'm having like a minute 30 break. Wow. So I've missed three clean jerks at maximum effort at 115. Didn't make it to the British. And then I've just been building from that. So yeah, last year was probably my best year. So where are you now? What, what current? So I finished the year nationally ranked 10th on the British weightlifting like ranking thing that they've got. So is in that for the, the under twenty threes or for no, the sixty seven category? This is for the whole see, like the whole thing. I finished tenth nationally at sixty seven, and then Which I finished. Is ridiculous. That's amazing, considering he's only been doing it. Yeah, two years. five And minutes. I finished fifth in the under twenty threes nationally as well. So that was a good. It was a good year last year. Yeah. I, I competed a lot last year. This year's not so much. And what um, were your weights that you did this year? So last, so I I won the English Championships at the start of last year um, and which I, is amazing in itself mm-hmm. that's great yeah so I because last year was my last year competing at under 23s in the 67 category so I'd I think I snatched I'd ne- I've never got all six lifts in a competition either that's something that I still haven't done really? I've always got like two of this one of that or missed three and mm-hmm. you know um, so I went to the English Championships I was just happy to be there so that was cool um, and then I snatched 85, 88, 90. And then I, because I knew I'd need 207 total to do the English seniors later on in the year. So that's what I was trying to get there. And then I clean and jerked 110, 115. I missed 117 on my last go. So I got 205 total. So I, that was enough to win. Um, then had like a couple of, like, t- like, months off I guess still training and then I had I was in the right age group 
like where my birthday was I was allowed to do the British under 23s as well um, again had to qualify for that which I got and then I managed to get a 208 total in that one which was good which was enough to win that was that was close that one I think the other guy I was against we'd both snatched 90 and that was his last guy and I missed 93 twice so this year if I don't snatch 93 I'm probably going to have a breakdown like that was it um, so, so going forward then, what's your um, aspirations for your sport where, where do you want to so obviously Olympics this year so that would be amazing I don't think I've been in the sport I think I started too late to make it to a, like a professional level yeah um, and I know that but I just want to always be competing at a national level I think that's my my aim is to be competitive at a higher level you um, can't see anywhere this is you now for life right yeah I think so like Chris will look after my joints for me so it'll <laughs> be like um, I love it do you know what I mean it's a good sport it makes me feel good obviously you have good days bad days but yeah I think I'm, I'm set set with this now and when when did when did you um, when did you go from just training the Olympic lifts to thinking right I'm going to compete in this I'm good like this is something I'm good at I'm going to I'm going to see how far I can take it I think I set I had I was watching videos and I was like had a look on British weightlifting at what they offered so to be a member of British weightlifting it's fifty pound a year um, and that allows you to compete when you want like to us like at competitions even though you have to pay to do competitions that's fine but um. And I was looking at what other people were lifting, so my aim was to just set myself some goals based off of that, and then, like, why not? Yeah, you know I mean, it was the whole thing of why I started working here was like, why not just throw it in the deep end and go, go do a competition and see how it goes. Um, some competitions are a lot more chilled out. I mean, I've been to one. There's one up north that I do sometimes, and it's literally in a sports hall with a load of weightlifting platforms put out, and that is it. And what was chairs. the first competition you did? first competition I did was at the North Open in Manchester um, first ever one I remember warming up and I threw the bar into my chin um, <laughs> warming up for the claim jerks did, any, um, did anyone so say? no one saw oh, I hit it well thank god it hurt so much. Um, <laughs> tongue was bleeding yeah, to um, so I think that one I snatched 70 kilos and I clean and jerked 100 kilos so I got a 170 total um, and then I competed literally a few weeks later, I think, I and I did the exact same total. Um, but I tried to clean and jerk 107, and I cleaned it, so I got got it up to my shoulders, and I just missed the last bit. So those were the first two, and after that, I was like, okay, we're going to build up from this now. Mm. So what are your absolute um, maximums now? What are your? So uh, my maximum snatch is 90 kilo. Yeah. And my max clean and jerk is 118 kilos. So What's that for a total? That's 2.08. 2.08. Oh, so that's, and that's what you've done in competition? Yes, Have you ever snatched or clean jerked more than that outside of a competition? No, I always seem to get my good lifts in competition. It's because you're so competitive, you, mate. Uh, it's what it is. You're not origami, mate. You don't fold under the pressure. So when you, uh, um, when you step up to the platform, is it excitement? Is it nerves? Is it a mixture of yeah, that? Yeah, it's a it? bit of both. Because um, when, you, when you first get, obviously, you do your weigh-in. Um, and then you've got like a gap, might have three hours gap. I think the worst weigh-in I've done, it was one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Like waiting that long to get weighed in, mm -hmm, obviously yeah. it's horrible when you've had to drop a little bit of weight anyway. I didn't actually compete till six o'clock that night. So that was quite a long day. Um, but yes, I think, 
yeah, it's just tough. Tough, like the gap, you know. Mm. It's quite okay. Here's a question: Do you think it's dangerous? Yeah, okay, I think. Well, uh, well, the risk factor: you're throwing things over your head trying to catch it, basically. Yeah. I mean, um, we 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 we've seen a video of Jack dropping something. Oh yeah, in that bar at your neck. Yeah, so I dropped eighty-one kilos, eighty-one kilo snatch on my neck, um, and that folded me in half. Pretty you look like a dead chair. Pretty bad, yeah. I'd, I'd never fold. I didn't know if I could get there. You know? like, <laughs> I didn't I know the mobility for that. I was, <laughs> I was down. Um, so after like five minutes laying on the floor, and that, that was a Friday afternoon. Um, I carried on training. I and guess what? Right. Came back into work, still delivered. Yes, I think exactly an hour after dropping that on my head, I squatted 160 kilo. <laughs> I think. Um, come back to work, and then Jack Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that evening was tough, man. I was like, my neck was stiff. Oh, and then I woke up the next day, Suzanne, how you feeling? She's like, <laughs> she was aching a bit anyway. And then I was like, yeah, well, I've had a shocker yesterday. Um, work Saturday, had the weekend off training, and then back training on Monday, snatched 83 kilos. So it's Do literally... Do you think, um, this is just to be an advert for yourself here, but... Do you think a lot of people try and get into it without any coaching and any real understanding? Of, I guess like well, what you like did Jack, your, what your, amazes yourself taught. It's such a technical sport. Yeah. And Jack, realistic, like, so Jack uh, uh, kind of said he works obviously with Duncan now, but Duncan literally just sends you a bit of paper or an yeah, email saying, email do this. With my training, yeah. Yeah, but no, but no real technical. You haven't got someone saying, put your feet here, put your chest here, yeah. change your torso angle to this to no. optimise it. It's literally just you've kind of gone by feel am I yeah, right and, so and watching your own videos yeah, and, which and is mad and it's crazy. ridiculous it's like me trying to correct my golf swing yeah. I don't know it well enough to understand what's going wrong how on earth have you gone from is that be, yeah is that because you're just a student of the sport yeah. and you research it all or? I think I'd like that's fun for me though so like sitting there watching videos not necessarily of myself but of of techniques seeing yeah. what like that's because the carryover to helping others is going to be yeah. is massive mm. and so how, how many how many clients now then do you train doing Olympic movements so I've got, I've got three three people that I train that do full Olympic lifts mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking at expanding that this year I would like to because you want to take some people to yeah I'd like to create a little Jones's Jones's Fitness Weightlifting Club I think that would be that would be good um, it, it's hard because you literally it's a sport so I, I, I'm to be good at any sport, I think you need to, you have to spend the time there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went from not train like training normally to none of that to just learning how to do this. So six days a week, I was learning how to do weightlifting, and I'd, obviously I do other things with that. But it's got it takes over your life a little bit to yeah. to what, do that. And what um, I find amazing as well is like Jack, you work a ridiculous amount of hours every week. And you're still performing at such a high level uh, in your sport because you can still balance everything to still put in the time to train uh, yeah, to, to do those things. Such a technical sport, you've got to recover from your training to progress, which is mad when you think of the hours that you work and you know the time you go home, the time you come back in the next day. There's not that much downtime, yeah, and that's what's for me. That's what's so impressive because a lot of a lot of people who are trainers. Are, are trainers that you know they don't compete at high levels but they're used to when they were younger so it's yeah. like I hope other people do it now whereas you're competing at high level and working 80 plus hours a week yeah. you know and still finding the time to do your own training recover from it do your mobility do all those things still a student of the sport so you're still learning about Olympic lifting and all the technical elements of it as well and just think how on earth do you balance yeah, it's how, hard, do, you, like, how do you I do think, all of that 
it's hard, but I think that's just the passion for it that takes over. Like, I, I couldn't do it and not compete. It would drive me insane, you know, and it's having that end goal. You know, people set goals for a year time, six months time, well, mine's mm. just the next competition. And it's just constant improvement, whether that's in coaching it or, you know, or mm. competing myself. And also, I think it's like a reliable source of information. So as a coach, like, I can coach people because I'm doing it. Yeah, I know exactly how you yeah. feel with that. Like it's, I know people like used to do it, and they're still great coaches as well. But I'm actually doing exactly. I know how you feel right now, so it's yeah that understanding. Do you feel that's got carry over to the stuff you do with your clients then? Where they might not be so like their goals might be weight loss. Do you know what I was was just going to ask? They're busy. They're family orientated. You know, they're trying to fit in training and stuff like that. Do you feel like you've walked the walk in that sense? That's where you can. They might not want to Olympic weightlift, but you can relate to them because you're like, you know your family time is my work time so therefore this is how I fit in training could you do that and yeah I think it's it's the mindset carryover like the mindset for sports and the mindset for getting to your goal is the same mm-hmm. regardless of what sport it is or or where you're at so I think I try to teach that to people <coughs> more than the weightlifting the training element like of it. I'm obviously I specialize in weightlifting mm-hmm. but training is that's what makes people feel better so you know you said um Obviously, if someone does it as a sport, they've got to be really highly dedicated to it and put a lot of time yeah. in. Do you see much value on Olympic lifting with average Joes like me that just want to give it a go? Or do you think, don't waste your time on it? No, or no, no, of course. I think, it's, <clears throat> I think it's great for people to get into a sport. Like, I know you like football. But yeah, but say, say <coughs> if I didn't want to do it as a sport, and I just, I just wanted, wanted to... to yeah, of course, know. it would just take you longer to in, in a learning sense yeah, to yeah. Uh, to do the movement safely and efficiently. Yeah, that's that's the time. It's not like anybody can throw a bar up and catch it, but to do it safely, efficiently, and know why you're doing it is the is the the misled part. Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Because yeah. um, there's so like you could just type in how to snatch and and you can learn it right there, but it's not as easy as that. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like kicking a football correctly or. Yeah. Or riding so a horse, we could we could all get on a horse, I'm sure. But what do we do there? You know. So I yeah. think it's it's making sure you do it, do it properly, f- suited to you. So that's where having a coach is beneficial, also, because you've got that one on one to correct Assess anything. Where you are yeah, now. and like uh, safety as well. Like it's it's a sport, so it's, there's going to be dangers involved. Mm. You know. So do you have like a thing where say you say someone comes to you <laughs> and says that Jack, I want to get into Olympic weightlifting. Do they, do, do they need to qualify in order to be able to do that then? Do you have to say, like, can you do, like, a full range squat? Can you lift your arms overhead? Uh, what are the sort of things you're working with to say, until you can do this, we're not doing any Olympic weightlifting? Yeah, so I'll break it down and I'll I'll do literally those things that you said. I've, got, I've created a, um, like, a questionnaire document I could send mm-hmm. in, in an email um, with all those questions and obviously asking why, what the benefit is over for what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I train um, a young girl called Ruth who plays football. Um, she loves it by the way. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's doing so well. Um, some people can pick it up quickly. So she's playing football. So her mindset on sport is there. So all I needed to do was just make sure she's moving safely. So at the minute we're doing weightlifting to help with her football performance. Yeah, performance yeah. To make sure she's explosive, she's powerful, <coughs> nice and agile um, and strong. Mm-hmm. So when we train, I 
I will coach her and I'll set her goals to do off that session now because she's already in a sport and she wants to do it it's quite easy for her to go away train on her own and do mm. those things because that's what the next session that we do leads over yeah the carryover is so it doesn't always have to be in a sport like Aiden you said if you just wanted to do it that's fine but for you to get the most out of it it would just take you longer mm. to learn does that make sense so yeah, it's not yeah. too it's just do like you, anything with her do you do full Olympic lifts uh, I do yes but we started from scratch so we started just pressing the bar like showing her how to hold the bar for snatch <clears throat> um, yeah like we made sure we made sure we'd get all the basic movements to be a good weightlifter nailed um, and add an appropriate load to do that um and then we'd push it from there. I've got no reason not to make her do full lifts unless they were unsafe or inefficient. Does that make sense? So it's, you know, if someone's range of motion isn't great or they're not quite there. Work on that first, address Yeah, that. we fix that and we, we work on that first just mm. for the safety yeah, of like Yeah, of course. Yeah, and longevity as well because, well, you know, like we spoke about like in proper warm-ups, didn't we, Chris, a couple of, couple of podcasts ago. And like if you, can't, if you can't get your body into a position without any load then you've got no business loading that and the, I can yeah. just imagine that the the potential risk of injury Olympic weightlifting is far greater than just your standard mm. resistance training yeah. and stuff and like that That's and that's what people probably don't know enough about so they just think oh <coughs> CrossFit people do it so I can go and do it so yeah. I'd love to know this, like the stats on the cross, the average show that goes to CrossFit that ends up injured yeah it's really frustrating I think the perfect CrossFit gym should have a specific coach for each discipline and mm. then they coach that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, just because you're going to get the most out of it and you're going to get correct knowledge. Because I think a CrossFit level one course is a weekend mm. and you're allowed to teach weightlifting off of that, I think. Um, yeah. So it's, it's I've interesting. Done, I've done that level one. Oh, you've done? Have you? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a week, it is a weekend, isn't it? Yeah, two yeah. days. Yeah, two days long. Decent. Can... I enjoyed it. Um, I agree with what Jack's saying. It's I think if you because I've also done the UKSCA stuff. Yeah. Um. So UKSCA do a weightlifting course. Yeah, we did one. Of we the, did the yeah. one which I've done that as well, and that was good. Um, and that was probably more technical, but it was interesting how the the, the things they teach are slightly different. Um. Yeah, I think everyone learns like each coaches will have their approach to coaching mm. students with that. Um. But yeah, it's how you how you come across coaching it and what you can see in an individual I think it's an interesting question with performance because I know that like some of the NFL coaches will, won't do full lifts no. so they'll do like power cleans for example yeah so they'll do like the safe part of movement exactly. so so the bit where they get the triple extension like basically they, they're trying to improve essentially vertical force like basically yeah. get a bigger bigger vertical jump bigger basically better sprint speed yeah. so they're trying to in, improve hip power yeah um, it works and as they well. kind of don't need to necessarily do no, the no, overhead all, jerk which is more dangerous potentially for the shoulders yeah um, I agree and so they're getting the, the benefit of the Olympic lift without necessarily some Opening of the negatives the risk of the and they don't tend injury. to do like snatches they'll tend to do like heavy kettlebell swings yeah and or they'll do um, they'll do like yeah. like a snatch pull or yeah, a chain exactly. pull yeah exactly you're, yeah. you're doing the first half of the movement with just without receiving the bar and that first and second pull basically yeah and that really? produces the same amount of force as yeah. you would do in the full movement yeah so for an athlete like that it's perfect yeah. um and obviously like taking american football as an example 
that in their off season they're not going to want to learn a full movement because that no. takes time yeah, and it takes it them away from their training yeah, yeah. so by doing that totally. it it produces really good results mm. from that so and again Ruth's getting oh. really into weightlifting now so she potentially might compete this year wow, and I think that's the thing isn't it it's like it's thinking about what someone's goals are like if someone's yeah. like doing football and doing it for performance but then equally they, they might want to compete then they need it, to yeah. do the full yeah. lift yeah, like they can't not because we can always that. knock it on the head and be like actually if you don't want to compete like you can still do this but we can just look at more football performance now as yeah. opposed so to so more of the like the, the variations of the lifts yeah. as opposed to like as opposed just saying, to yeah. yeah so if I say I come to you and I I'm an overweight person kind of new to exercise and I said I've watched all of these Olympic weightlifting things yeah. do, would you recommend me getting into it in order to lose weight maybe not specifically um, but like you don't have to clean and press with a bar it can be done with dumbbells like it's yeah. a full body movement yeah, yeah, so yeah. to maximise the amount of muscles you're using in a training session agree I use use the Olympic lifts yeah, but, but use a different um, piece of equipment like yeah. a kettlebell a, like a dumbbell it's a lot yeah. more safer you don't really have to learn it as much. That's yeah. a really interesting one. So but say if you're in a class and we we put out a, a, a dumbbell clean and press, for example, yeah. and the, the person's doing it, I don't know, 30 seconds, are you looking at it and thinking, oh, that's not right because their technique's wrong and it's a, you know it's not optimal? Or are you looking at it thinking it's doing a pur- it's serving a purpose because it's yeah. moving the whole body and burning calories? Yeah, I'm going to look at it in that sense. Um, there is ways, don't get me wrong, you can throw cues at them to help make that movement more efficient, but I'm not going to be like... Picking it apart. Yeah, I'm not, it's just not necessary. No. And that, that, go- I guess that, it's goal dependent, Yeah, isn't and that it? individual's not probably not worried about that. They yeah, just yeah. want to move well. Is my back straight? Am I bending properly? Yeah, is, yeah. It, is it safe and effective? effective yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's where you cap it. So yeah, it's, yeah. it depends on the individual. Yeah. I think if you took, if you, if you <coughs> went and took most or a lot of classes, even any, any class in any gym, any facility... That do like, you know, minute of whatever exercise it is. You'd yeah. see, you'd see not great form all over the place with press ups, mm. with yeah. squat, yeah, normal yeah. squats. Yeah. Like I remember going it's to just the nature body, of the beast. body pump classes and thinking, my God, how are they yeah. still moving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're just gonna see that because ultimately, like if you've got 20 people that you're, you can't coach 20 people, and if someone's Sorry. like got a, a poor squat in that session, you're not gonna be able to get that perfect. Mm. Like. You can like like yeah. you just said. You can give them some cues and stuff, and that can help yeah. make it safer. Mm. But like you can't be yeah. expected I to. I think that's that's the aim for the class, especially the class that I coach, is to make sure people are moving well, moving efficiently, progressing, mm-hmm. and like and they're safe. I think that's that's a big big part of it. You know? yeah, of course, it is. if someone we know, really wants to learn those things, they yeah. need to come to you come to for me, some or, specific like, yeah, like you know. If you really want to get good at a clean and jerk or a squ- snatch, you, yeah, you need I personally to. don't think you can really do that in a class no, setting. Like they need could, need to come to you, need. get some proper coaching first, and then take that into the classes and then hone yeah. their skills. That's I mean, you like, can do workshops as well. Like workshops yeah. are good. I've been, I've been to I think I've been to one. It was at Letchworth, um, but. Even still, even if you've got three hours and you've never done weightlifting before, and you do both the move, like it's just not, it's not time well spent at all. Mm. You might as well learn one part of it, as in, for example, pressing over your head safely, get the range of motion, get the strength there. Right, what's the next thing? Because you're always going to have that now, mm. and you just tick off, tick them off like that. Yeah. As opposed to three hours of trying to do stuff, trying to do something, which is not, yeah. Because then you don't, 
you know it, you lose interest as well right? so if someone was a beginner and they were like right actually yeah I really do like the idea for whatever reason I like the idea of doing Olympic lifting what would be your like advice to someone like that in terms of what they should do first and where, what they should go to if they're if they've decided look I, I don't want to or I can't either can't or I can't get to a coach or I can't see someone like yourself which is obviously the optimal but if they can't do that what would be your advice in terms of getting into it and I think it would just be pointing them in the right, the right direction of what to look for, what movements they should be doing, you know, and I'd just offer out advice whether that's through watching videos of certain stuff that either I've watched or I would recommend, or if it's a video of me showing them how to do one movement, then they go away and learn that movement, mm -hmm. send the video back, and you do literally video progress like that. Where would you start someone if they'd literally not done it? Like, would you start with a snatch? Or would you start with a clean and press? Yeah, so like, where would you'd you start? start? The movements, you'd start how to snatch. you learn how to snatch first, because there's more to learn. The carryover from snatch to clean is a lot easier than the other way around. Mm. Um, That's interesting. Um, as far as bar path off the floor, and reaching like all the technical cues, triple extension, so on and so on. Um, because then obviously I just started showing people how to hold the bar in the correct position for snatch can you hold it there this is why as soon as I understand that okay can you now press it behind your head safely efficiently and you just reverse chain basically can mm. they press it yes can they do it with a little bit of load so they're strong there because that's another thing as well you want the joints to be strong as well it's not just having the muscles to, to, to do that but you want to be nice and stable there you know and then yeah can they overhead squat? Can they overhead squat efficiently? You know, can they get and then you coach the snatch from there as soon as they're doing full snatches. That that would be over the course of some months, mm. not in weeks or hours. Does that make sense? Do you do you hook grip? Yes. So hook grip for people that aren't familiar is kind of like basically where you're putting your your thumb yeah. is kind of inside the things. Yes. Yeah, right? so instead of making like a normal fist where your thumb's on the outside or how normal people hold stuff, you you hook your thumb around the bar first and then you hook your fingers around it it's a stronger grip um, very uncomfortable it's so it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. but it's something you you do you get, used to, get used to it's to a it. bit like having a bar on your back okay, it, is it yeah. is every single pro doing that in weightlifting yeah yeah so there's no one out for, there that's that's different that's for like, both lifts as well if for you do both lifts yeah so how you you start the lift like it mm. you finish however you want it doesn't matter does that make sense okay. so if you start a snatch holding your thumbs and you catch with one thumb in one it doesn't matter there's no there's no rule on like there's no rules on that but it's just a stronger grip um to pull from the floor because nine times yeah. say the, like the the start of those movements is predominantly legs isn't it legs yeah, it's, and it's a leg, leg drive into yeah. the floor and you think like the size of the, your leg muscles are far far bigger than the size of your forearms which are the muscles that are responsible to hold on to the bar so yeah. by eliminating that it means your grip's not the limiting factor, isn't it? And your legs can produce the yeah. force against the bar. Chris, from a physio's point of view, is there anything that you look at uh, at the Olympic movements and think, oh my God, that's so dodgy or Because when you look at it, not it's really. actually a beautiful thing. Yeah, when, yeah. It, when a bar goes up overhead, it looks, it's, there's something satisfying about it and it looks really natural. Yeah, yeah. It looks like that's the way the body moves. So well, It's interesting. I, I read a thing a few years ago about... Um, some battery testing of Olympic athletes so basically they'll look at Olympic athletes over like all the different sports and they'll kind of rank them in different areas in terms of the like simple tests like your vertical jump right. flexibility all this stuff and a lot of the Olympic like weightlifters were right up there with the most flexible athletes so in comparison to like gymnasts were the only people that were, were more, more flexible basically than the Olympic weightlifters 
because I think and that makes sense when you think about if you've got a loaded very loaded bar and you're basically asked to grass overhead squat which is kind of which is what they are in the snatch they're yeah. basically full flexion there is there is there is a rule flexibility there's a rule in weightlifting your your bum's not allowed to touch the floor when you catch the snatch or the clean. that's literally how low um, they're going isn't so you, it? Like, i mean i mean they're so mad. close though. for they're people so close to think to about that like yeah. that is crazy to get in that yeah. position with like yeah the easiest way to test it is to just stand up keep your heels and your toes down and just squat as low as you can like don't load it or anything and just see if you can get to the floor with your arms some... overhead I mean I, yeah, I yeah. struggle to sit on a chair <laughs> <laughs> but no I don't think that I mean if you've got the required mobility to do it there's no reason why why there's nothing wrong with that movement obviously it's it's a movement that's you're basically putting a large amount of weight over your head in a ballistic manner so the risk of injury is more um, but if you're doing it well and you're doing it you know within your capabilities then it's no different i mean any sport like it's like saying like is you know is rugby dangerous well like you look at that if you just like take a look at that sport as objective as you can well yeah of course it is you're yeah. smashing into other people <laughs> yeah. first pretty much like that is the definition of being dangerous Head but first. like, yeah, like it's, a, it's a sport essentially and like that's just how the sport's played so you i think you know, there's not going to be probably any more injuries in weightlifting than there would be in any other sport. It's going to be fairly fairly equal, probably, I would imagine. At least you haven't got other people impacting yeah. you. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's literally an immovable... Well, more con- more controlled than, like, a, a non-controlled environment where you can't yeah. control what another tackler. Yeah, another, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, but when we were at uni, I'm sure... We we did looked into some studies about the most dangerous sports, and statistically, yeah. it's like cycling... Because obviously lots of people got do idiots it. Idiots driving, yeah, yeah. and you got idiots, yeah, knocking yeah, them off. Yeah. But you know, you, you, I think deaths as well. You get so many because obviously it's difficult to say if someone's going out for a, a bike ride if that's yeah. a, a definition of the sport. Or I know horse ra- um, riding is pretty dangerous as well. Well, even like even like you take something like running, just normal jogging, running basically, so recreational running. Pretty much most people, if you run for a year. You're almost guaranteed to have some sort of injury in that year, in that year space of time. Yeah. Like it's a hugely high injury rate for regular runners if they run for a, a whole year. Yeah. Um. So and that's you know I mean you can be more controlled than just literally going for a job. It's the most basic it's thing. Most basic thing you can yeah. do. There's still issues there. What do you, yeah, what do you there, think so. the most safest sport is then? Table tennis. Oh, I don't know actually. No, you, you get ping pong ball, ball in the eye, mate. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty sore, yeah. especially if you're on the other end of Chris Ledger. I tell you, they can go a million yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Chris, Chris, is just, yeah. Chris is the dark horse on everything. Oh, yeah, I'm actually in rollerblading. I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Got to be pretty. Uh, got to be pretty like table tennis has got to be pretty up there with low low injury rates, though. Surely, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. I don't know. I was going to say like darts but that could so go do you know horribly what? wrong yeah, do you know what darts injuries do you know what the most common darts injury is uh, I don't actually it's a bicep strain I, I was going to yeah, imagine, <laughs> yeah, imagine either biceps or like some sort of um, tendonopathy yeah, of your so elbow it's, yeah, yeah so it's when so it's when they when they throw the dart it's the bicep that contracts yeah, to stop the arm from yeah, like hyperextending oh, so there's the, basically they did an e- EMG 
his yeah. EMG muscle episode, muscle yeah. yeah. ECG's cardio, yes. the heart. Yeah. So anyway, so they did this thing and they were like, cause they were looking at like triceps and arm stuff and they were getting this massive spike in biceps right at the end mm -hmm. and then that's when they said, oh, it's because it contracts to stop the arm from. No way. So that's where most darts players get that's injuries crazy. in their biceps from. It's like, ha it's like hamstrings. Like hamstrings happen from sprinting, but it's from the, it's from when you're going into that position where you're yeah. it's when you're coming into the strike phase of running yeah so it's basically as your leg is extending is when your hamstring gets injured yeah. 30 degrees is the thing then it's a good job of that run <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, well. yeah, there you go there so you what's go. a so dangerous sport back to back to what do you reckon snooker? yeah maybe no. well one of them in the eye wouldn't be oh yeah true <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't yeah. Sanchez, yeah. you've ever seen any of those videos let's not talk about that actually yeah. So, yeah. so back to weightlifting. Back yeah. to weightlifting. So what um is your got twenty twenty goal, do you think, in terms of numbers, in terms of like twenty twenty goal is to qualify for the English Championships in September. Okay. Um What have you got? What have you got a total to So I've got two oh seven again because they haven't changed the qualification totals this year, so I don't think they're gonna change. Yeah. Um and then, as far as numbers that I want to hit, I want to snatch 95 kilos and clean jerk about 122. So, what does that put you on total wise? Uh, one, oh, God. It's like one, uh, 117, is that? 217? 217, 217, sorry, yeah, 217. Yeah, so that's, so that's a nine kilo increase this yeah. year. Yeah. You know, so. What's the sort of like, like, as a as a performing athlete, what could you sort of like look to increase over the course of the year? Like, would you expect uh, to potentially add ten kilos to your total? It, depend, it depends each on year, your, or does it go down? Do you uh, know? I don't know. Cause you think I, my I mean, first Would you be happy with that if you hit? That yeah, hundred percent. Like, I think it's so hard. Depends on your training as well. Mm -hmm. Like, because there's so it's so technical. So you look at some people and they look they don't look like there's much of them as an individual. But the movement's so fluent and it's so strong in the mm, movement that it just it just the movement happens with a lot more weight. Um, like there's people the same weight as me, the same build as me, lifting more than me. So it's with that it's due to they've probably been doing it a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So they've got that technique drilled in. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to maximal strength. Because um, so what I mean I chatted to you about this briefly though as well. Um, but like what do you think the at the top level what's the influence of like PEDs and steroids mm. and things like that as well because that's surely yeah, yeah. Like you can have you can have great technique but some of those guys are probably doing that sort of stuff are they not? I, I think so so I've I've done probably just about 10 weightlifting competitions I I've never been yeah no I've never I've never been drugs tested myself as an individual like in in weightlifting really that's so bad um, you're, you're competing at a national level but I think my numbers aren't they're good but they're not ridiculous does that make sense so. there's people lifting a lot more who again probably do get tested but if you've been doing it for so long in time like if you start when you're 5 years old at weightlifting by the time you're 15 you've done it 10 years by the time you're 20 that's you know 15 years mm. go against someone that's been doing it 2 years the gap is massive. Oh, so is. you have people like, like you have like really renowned people like Klokov and stuff. From yeah, um, I think. I mean, he like you look at him and you just think he must have been doing stuff. Oh, yeah, at some yeah. point in his career. So like, again, it's and I mean his strength is amazing still. But like, and it, and I, I always say this whenever we talk about steroids and performance science and drugs on the podcast, I always caveat this with the first thing is I don't judge people that have done that, and the second thing is 
that that they will still have had to have put in an unbelievable amount of work yeah. to get what they got to if, not if anything more, more because yeah. they're basically doing those steroids to actually give them more recovery so they can actually train harder and yeah, longer so that's, that's where the probably misconception is most like what top weightlifters at like an olympic level train nine times a week and they'll still have a full day off mm. it's just so they become a really good weightlifter if you're practicing something nine times a week you're gonna get good at it you do that with a, it yeah, and yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I get but on that way. level, you you're gonna be alright. Would yeah. I be able to train nine times a week if I didn't work? Maybe <laughs> like, um, but I think I train five times a week, you know, for a couple mm. of hours. And so that's an interesting question. What's your view on like weightlifting, like programming in terms of like, should you be, you know, what's the optimal for maybe more of a beginner, and then optimal if you've done been doing it a little while in terms of because there's the old Bulgarian like do it every day. Yeah. And then so like, what is the Bulgarian method? It's not like three times so a day. The Bulgarian method is times, yeah. The Bulgarian method day, it's quite interesting. They they train twice a day, and I think they get Sundays off, and they snatch, clean jerk, front squat, snatch, clean jerk, front squat all the time. Yeah, that's their session. That is that it? is the session. So you do that in the morning, do that in the evening, every day. Um, How many sets and reps? Generally, it would be to go to maximum all the time. So you like just work up to a maximum. Yeah, and it will be based off of your all-time bests. If there's any percentage work in that, it's off of the best lift you've ever done, as opposed to wow. your training max, which is where, at that time, like, it's a good it's a good system, um, but obviously injury risk is massive because you're lifting heavy often all the time all the time um, and there's no recovery there which but they did produce loads of world champions that's the like, thing is I guess though the loads. cream rises doesn't it what you end up with is like you end up with a team where basically we're either going to break you or make you a world champion it's yeah, pretty much like that I wonder like how many like you know yeah. you said about we break you or make you a world champion I wonder what the drop off rate was yeah. you start with 100 it must be massive. and you get 50 to do yeah, yeah, to yeah. A, and then you, you probably end up, end up with, three. with like 3 yeah. 3 well, super two, human people three, that could like, tolerate it. 1 maybe like can tolerate yeah. that load but then because it's, they've tolerated that load they're it's then such like, a big sport out there as it's well crazy. yeah it's all the other countries like Qatar they've got a good weightlifter China's China's unbelievable isn't it they've got a America, America have started doing a lot with the youth, so a lot of mm. younger athletes, because they've realised that if you start people young, by the time they're twenty, they're really mm. good. So it's just, pra- it's just. I think some of that's CrossFit as well, like the CrossFit influence of like yeah, more Olympic lifters yeah. become more it's popular. Cool. I think so. Yeah, yeah it looks cool. Popular. That's um. I wonder if we yeah. ever get to the phrase, "What's your snatch? What's your clean and jerk?" Yeah. Rather than "What do you bench?" Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it'll be a sad day. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a really sad day. <laughs> sad day because it'll be a terrible answer for me. I'll be like, forty. Uh, a broomstick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So if um, if people want to uh, find out a bit more about you, so where where can they go on Instagram? Your yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, Jack Hutch five two one. Um, all the videos of my training are on there, and there will be some more. Um, like information on weightlifting videos coming like over the next this year as well. That's something that I want to build up more. Um, and obviously, pop in. Yeah. I'll be here. And last, I just want to say one more thing that like obviously you've mentioned some of your numbers for your Olympic weightlifting, but you were chatting to me the other day about your squatting that you've been doing recently, and I was just like, it's that is an absolute joke. So what you yeah, did? So I, so my max squat at the minute is 100, 180 kilos. And you're basically. Just under seventy or seventy kilos. Yeah, I was seventy kilos dead oh, when I man. did that. So they, so they say that they say that double body weight is like in terms of a lift, in terms of like deadlifting and squatting is like good level. Like you could, you should 
compete in the sport if you can do that. Triple body weight is like world class. Yes, that's my goal. So, so I'll t- 210 I'm, kilos yeah. would put you in a very, so very I, elite category. So I, um, I turned 24 in August, so I want to be able to squat 200 kilos by the time I'm 25, ideally. Some of the videos you've posted with you, <laughs> like Man, when you're pause, pausing as well, it just makes me makes yeah. my knees hurt watching it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So short legs though, that's yeah. not very far yeah. to go. That's what it is. Five foot six and a, five foot six and a little bit. Depends how long your hair is. Short yeah, leaders. that's it. Yeah, I haven't had a haircut this week. <laughs> right. But yeah. Well thank cool. you very thank, much. Yeah, Dad. Thank yeah you. what an insight. Uh, if anyone pleasure. wants any coaching they can email you at yeah. what is it, Jack, Jack at jonesfitness.co.uk. Yeah. Um keep up to date with his story and his Competing yeah. along on social media, yeah. yeah. Is it Jack Hutchinson performance on Facebook? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's all all going on this year. It's gonna yeah, be good, gonna be a good year. Big year, baby. That's it. Good stuff. Right. Thank yeah. you very much, right. mate. We'll yeah. see, everyone. see everyone. See everyone. Thanks for week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.